Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Pastor Joe. Hey, Happy New Year, Pastor Brian. It is. It sounds like it's so far in the future, and now it's here. It is. 2020. I know. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like New Year's. You I like do? I like sleeping and not watching the ball drop. Oh, okay. When we, you know, from the West Coast, and our kids always wanted to see the ball drop, so we'd play the East Coast version and tell them to go to bed Brilliant. a few hours Happy ahead Happy New time. Year, everybody. Yes. We're so glad Real Talk is happening in 2020. Yeah, Let's we're going to talk about the Bible. We love the Bible. So there's some weird things in the Bible, though, right? In fact, whack. Whack things of weird. the Bible. Oh. Stuff that, like, maybe you skip past it, or you, mm. like, hope nobody sees that, because I'm not sure what to say about yeah. that. So we're going to talk about some of the weird things that are in the Bible, but let's first talk about what the Bible is, right? So the Bible is, it's this book. It's, we say that it's God's word to us, right? It's uh, 66 books that are put together and they're written over the course of about 1500 years, 40 plus authors, three different languages on three different continents, like people all over throughout time and and all over the world, and yet they all have this unified theme. Yep, no contradiction, right? Right, none. This unified theme of... All about Jesus. Yeah, it's cool. And the way they put it together, you know, maybe 1600 years ago or so, people got together and, and they put together all sort of the books of the Bible, and they said, here's what we call the canon, mm-hmm. right? So up until that point, there wasn't really a Bible. Yeah. You had pieces and parts, yeah. uh, but no but no unified Bible. And, and the, we have the today, way right? that that happened is so fascinating, man. Yeah. If you're watching this and you don't know how the canon of the Bible was put together, you should research it. It yeah. is super cool. People shed their blood. Oh, yeah over this. This yeah. was like so important for them to get it right, yeah. to be able to be guided by God's Spirit and say, this is God's Word, complete, done, ready. Tons Here's- of people praying over yeah. it for extended period of time. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, hey, let's write on the whiteboard and see what we come up with. No. Super deliberate and yeah. meticulous, incredibly consistent. That's yeah. why we love it so much. And yeah. that's why we talk about it on Real yeah. Talk. So we love it, but let's get down to the weird stuff. I like the weird <laughs> stuff too. All right, I'm going to read you. Fun. I'm going to read you. Here's where we're going today. We're going to weird Old Testament laws. There's a few of those. Right? So certainly a different culture, different time, yeah. but there's some wacky stuff in here. So here you go. Understatement. Here's, here's the wacky. first one. Exodus 34, God is giving his law to Moses and the Israelites, right? It's God's law. It's going to be important. It's going to be serious. And he says, do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. How about that one? Great law. I mean, I have a tattoo that actually has <laughs> that's, that's good. Exodus 1. 34, 26. Everybody should memorize yeah. this. Yeah, young goat, don't cook it in its mother's milk. Which means... What the heck? Like, what are you doing in your backyard with your animals? Like, it's weird. Cooking anybody in their... <laughs> cooking anything in its mother's milk just seems utterly... I mean, right? Wow. It just doesn't seem... <laughs> Like it should be done. I mean, I understand completely why God would give that law. No, it makes you don't, complete we'll sense. We'll come back to it. We'll come back. Let me read another one for you. Oh, this one kind of makes me mad. Pig it makes you mad. He says the pig. The pig is unclean for you. You should not eat its meat. Category. Or touch unclean. Its carcass. Unclean. Can't have it. What bacon? You deprive your people of bacon. What kind of God is this? <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. And that's all he says. Just no bacon. That's all it says. Maybe it they just maybe they just about... had ham loaf by back back then, <laughs> or like some nasty ham, and they haven't had the goodness of bacon yet. Right. So it would be know. hard to be obedient if they had tasted yeah. bacon. Yeah, I know for sure. But right. That... So what in the world, man? 
Don't boil a young goat in its mother's milk yep. and keep your hands off pork. <laughs> Especially Correct. don't touch the bacon. Yes. What's up with God and these laws? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Right? And yet, there's a purpose. Always. You know, the reason that there are laws is uh, in reaction to something. Right? Mm -hmm. you, you write a law because you're reacting to something. You say, don't do this because someone was doing this. Yep. Class rules or because the class is getting crazy. This yep. is like God's class rules for yep. Jewish people. And he puts these in, yeah. which don't make any sense whatsoever to us, do they? Right. So what do we do when we come across stuff like that? I think what you do is you go to the character of the author. And there's yep. a reason why the teacher has rules for the class. Yep. And it's because he or she is trying to protect or provide for the class. And yep. I would assume that's what's behind God's laws yeah. to his people. Yeah, so like I looked up the first one, did a little research on the cooking of the goat in its, in its mother's milk, right? Which is just like, what are you talking about? But, okay, Israelite people are about to go into the promised land. God is giving them his law. Well, the Canaanite people actually did this. They okay. actually boiled baby animals in its mother's milk as a sacrifice to the fertility gods. Uh. Right? So God is going, hey, you're going to see this when you go to the promised land. You're going to see them doing this, but you don't worship other gods. You mm -hmm. worship me. Mm -hmm. And we don't do superstitious yep. sort of wacky Weird. things like this. We don't have to do that. We're not trying to do superstition to appease God. We don't have that relationship mm -hmm. with him. So he's like, remember, you're my people. You're different. You're mm -hmm. set apart. So you don't have to act like them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And again, there's a reason. So the assumption when you come across something in the Bible that you don't understand the assumption that God is wacky for putting the law in there. It's yeah. like, no, 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 he's good. And there's a reason why he's putting it. It's a protection in there or right. some kind of guidance for his people to do what he wants them to do. Right. Probably the same with the pig. I right? mean, even pigs, right? So I think about pigs, like pigs are actually really dirty mm -hmm. and they carry a lot of disease. And, you know, 3,500 years ago, they're not curing meat like we are today, right? So they're not aware of bacteria Salmonella. and disease the thing, like, like, like we are. And so actually God's protecting mm -hmm. them. He's going, I don't want my people to get sick. I don't mm -hmm. want them to get wiped out because of some disease that they don't even know about. So just stay away from this animal and yep. even its dead carcass. Yep. And, and his dietary laws across the board, there's these just reality that he wants us to be different. Yeah. He's setting aside, setting apart through his law saying, my people are going to be different. Yeah. They're going to be unique. Yeah. They're special people. Yeah. Unique good, not unique weird. Right. All right, so every once in a while, there's one that you stumble across, though, that, I don't know, I need your help on this one. Deuteronomy, where the best laws come from. Deuteronomy, <laughs> I'm just going to read this for you, and I want your, just your gut reaction. Oh, I'm excited. If two men are fighting, and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant, and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand. Show her no pity. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Two guys are have battling it out. Yep. And here comes the wife, protective of her man. Yep. And she reaches out to protect him and grabs his private parts. Junk. And because of that, she loses her hand. Off with her hand. <laughs> it's like you it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. What? 
It's think, just as much in the Bible as for God so loved, loved the world. Seriously, isn't that fascinating? Yep. So and so, what do you do with that? What do you do with it? Oh my gosh! I mean, I think you laugh because you're like, "What the heck is this? This yeah. is really weird." But there's got to be a reason, and there's going to be times when you read the Bible that you're just not going to understand. Yeah. And I'm not just saying you just dismiss it because you don't understand or because it seems weird. But what you wind up doing is you say, man, in my culture, I don't understand this. But there's a reason why to those original hearers, they would hear that from Deuteronomy and that would mean something to them. It mattered to them. It wasn't frivolous. It wasn't needless. It's a protection and a provision from God to his people that they would understand. But there's times for us 3,500 years later that we're going to read certain portions and we're going to go, I don't really understand this. And it's okay because I still know who God is. I trust in God's character. I trust that he had a reason why he said it. For them, it was a protection and a provision. And I may never get the nuances of why that was important. Yeah. But it's in God's Word. And the Bible says, ask the Spirit for help. Yep. And the Here Holy Spirit will make some of these connections and, <clears throat> and bring clarity to our mind and to our heart as we yeah. read it, right? I, I think that's one of the best parts about reading the Bible, that it is alive. Yeah. It's active. And the Spirit of God who wrote those words through an author is alive inside the hearts of believers. And God yeah. helps to sink our hearts over some overarching truth that we need to learn when we read passages like that. Like, clearly, God doesn't like people... Uh, fighting in this way. Fight. Good. Yes, fighting in this way is not appropriate. Other types of fighting? Maybe okay. You won't lose a hand. So we're going to keep talking over the next number of weeks about whack things in the Bible. We want to know if there's some weird stuff that we can talk about, that we can respond to and help you with. So comment below. Hey, it's the first part of the year. It's a yeah. great time to develop yeah. new habits, right? And so Bible reading can be one of those. Couple resources, Version or Bible Gateway have great reading plans. In fact, you can subscribe to them. They'll drop them right on your calendar for you and yeah. remind you every day. And I mean... I. This is no joke, super serious. Like the Bible has changed my life. Mm-hmm. The Bible has changed your, and yep. the lives of so many people. Yep. Man, dig into it, lean into it, and you watch how God works in you in this new year. See you next time on Real Talk. Real Talk.